right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Hello, Katie. How are you today? I am doing very well. Had a great day at work. Came over here. Hey, yeah, it was raining like cats and dogs earlier. It sure was. It's so nice to get to see a rainbow when you arrived. That was so cool. Yeah. I mean, just made me want to jump right on over that rainbow. Yeah, right? Go somewhere beyond. That somewhere would be special. great. Yeah. Speaking of going somewhere beyond, we're going somewhere outside of this room today. We are. We're doing a big thing. Yeah. One of our friends, a big supporter of our podcast, Travis Bible, recently suggested to Katie on a visit, slash, I'm ruining the story, did he suggest it to you? Um, yeah, it came up because uh, we were all just hanging out in the kitchen and somebody said, who's going to let the cat out of the bag? And <laughs> Where did that weird saying come from? Travis was like, okay, guys, somebody at some point had a cat in a bag. Oh, no. Who put that cat in the bag? Who put the cat in the bag? Why was the cat in the bag? Who let it out of the bag and why? Like, and why what is this is a thing that we that? commonly say when there's some sort of reveal? Yeah. I wonder. I bet you've... Um... So it's called an idiom. An idiom is a old saying, normally, uh, that's meaning you can't really decipher from the individual words. Like it's raining cats and dogs. Like you wouldn't actually expect to see cats and dogs, but if you didn't know what that meant, you might think, is it raining cats and dogs? Yeah, and it's like extremely difficult for people who like non-English speakers as they're learning English. It's like super tough for people to figure these out. We just think of them as part of our tongue and we don't even... Yeah, we're all in the same boat, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't exactly mean that we're in a boat together. Well, it means we're like weathering the same storm we're going through the same things we're in the same experience right but uh, one day a long time ago Uh that saying came from people being on a boat Mm -hmm. and being like well we're all in the storm together like you just obviously said other idioms are fairly obvious like hold your horses well if you like thought about that more than likely that was you know that Lots of people for many hundreds of years used horses. When they just had the one horsepower, the two horsepower carriage. That's exactly right. (laughs) And they'd have to be like, hold your horses. We got a snake in the road. Nay, I shall not. (laughs) I shall not. Now you sound like Shakespeare, who, as we've learned, has come up with like 20 or 40 or something crazy amount of idioms. So today we're doing something a little bit different because we're going to dig in to some idioms, their roots, their origins, because we think it's hilarious. And because of our friend Travis, who we've mentioned, uh, kind of suggested this topic to right here, right now, the podcast, he thought it'd be fun to unpack some of these. And uh, so we wanted to tell him who let the cat out of the bag. And that's what we're going to do right so now. we're going to call Travis. I'm calling Travis. I'm going to get him on speakerphone. He's expecting our call, but he doesn't know what we're going to ask him or say or tell him. He has no idea. He's not been prompted. And we're going to let him know the origin story of the cat out of the bag. Or is it the cat in the bag? Hello? Hey, Travis. What's up? You know, just uh, letting the dogs out on this nice little rainy day down here on the Texas coast. That's lovely. Do you see the rainbow in the sky, too? Uh, no. 
Is it raining cats and dogs, or are you just letting the dog out in the rain? Just letting the dogs out. Okay. I didn't see a rainbow in the sky. There was one on the street. Oh, that's the lovely. The talk of the town here in Galveston. How did that happen? What do you mean there was a rainbow in the street? Well, in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall uh, event in which sort of the political awakening of, of uh, the LGBT community, uh, the city in conjunction with some private people painted a rainbow across the street. Cool. So it was a big hubbub, yeah, because people are like, oh, you're embracing sin or whatever. You know, <laughs> everyone else is just kind of uh, saying, yay, Galveston. So, wow. Well, it's our little piece it's, of local talk. Yeah, it's such a shame that that kind of beautiful stuff can be turned into like hate, you know. For sure. But also, really cool that Galveston, kind of a more conservative, thought of city, is doing something awesome like that. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's very fun. So artistic. Yeah, it is. Cool. Well, we're calling you today because we had an important thing we needed to tell you. You're on the podcast, okay. by the way, in case you hadn't figured that out. Welcome. Welcome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll use my best radio voice. Between yeah. two microphones. Yeah. You're doing great. Hey, uh, remember when we were in the kitchen last weekend and we were like, why is the cat in the bag and who let it out? Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, we, I recall that. And we tried to look it up, but my Wi-Fi is terrible. And we were like, yeah, let's just keep hanging out. Yeah. Well, we found out why the cat was in the bag, and we wanted to share it with you. You're going to love this story. Okay. Okay. I, can I guess? Or no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yes. Please, please guess. That's a great idea. Okay. So having grown up in the country, this is my love this already. Guess. <laughs> okay. You, when your cat had an unwanted litter, you would wrap them up in a knapsack and throw them into a pond or a river <laughs> and uh, drown them. <laughs> Mm. Um, and if the cat got out of the bag, then it was one that she would keep, maybe? I don't know. That's a really good theory. And who saved all those kittens' lives is how I would have thought the idiom would go. <laughs> <laughs> who saved the cat out of the bag? <laughs> hey, I wasn't going to, we weren't going to bring up the raining cats and dogs thing because it was dark, but you just totally dark spun cats. So the raining cats and dogs thing... Um, yeah, it actually came from back in like 17th century storms of England and there were so many floods in the streets and not a lot of animals that were wild and feral in the streets survived and they were like being washed away in the street. Yeah, that's a really sad origin story of that Isn't one. Isn't that terrible? It is. We'll uh, just take a moment. Dogs and cats had to suffer so that we could have clever ways of talking about the weather. I know. It's just not a fair world. It's not. It's not. But, you know, it's it's not didactic. It's not that dogs and cats should be drowning in the streets. It's It, it was just the reality of the situation. Right. Yeah. They so didn't have the means be. to survive. Yeah. There were too many of them. And the ones that survived probably had happier lives with more food, more snuggles. They probably enjoyed more uh, long walks on the beach. They were probably more... Uh, water friendly like they could swim better than oh those yeah other. they evolved better yeah. that's why some cats like to swim <laughs> maybe now. that's where doggy paddling came from <laughs> this has gone twisted okay, okay let's let's reveal back to the cat in the bag okay so back okay, also yeah 17th 18th century um you would maybe be a merchant and you maybe you're like trying to buy some pigs for your farm and you have your wagon here and i am just a man on the 
street that happens. I'm a man in this story. <laughs> I happen to be selling uh, pigs. And you don't want to like let a wild pig out in your wagon. So you're going to accept a pig from me inside of a bag. Like a burlap sack. Yeah. And I'm going to receive your money and I'm going to give you the pig. And you're going to go on your merry way home to raise up your pig to eat later. And you get home. Lo and behold, I've swindled you. I did not put a pig in your bag, sir. That was a cat that was in your bag, and you've released it now. You've let the cat out of the bag. Boom, drop. You found out that I totally screwed you over. That's okay. That makes sense. I'll buy that if that's what you're selling. Hey, um, speaking of things we're selling, when we were looking up um, the cat in the bag theory, where it came from, Amazon showed us the cat in the bag easy zip cat carrier. <laughs> And just for $37, you you too can stuff your kitty in a bag and zip it up so you can use its handles to carry it around. But its little head sticks out of the bag and has this like... Please tell me somewhere embroidered on this is don't let the cat out of the bag. I really... Oh my gosh. You know, we or, could probably... On one side of the bag it says don't let the... And then where the cat's head would be... Out of the bag on the other side. I like that it employs symmetry to the whole project, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I I feel like. And you know, it's like Katie and I were first talking about doing this topic of idioms based off y'all's awesome suggestion. She was, we were trying to think of one, and Katie was remembering something like, uh, "Wasn't it? Don't (laughs) buy a horse before you see his teeth." And we're like, hey, that know. sounds clunky. I don't think that's the idiom. What? But what? What could it be? And I was t- like, it's something about the the horse's teeth, like reveal its age. I don't know. And upon some research, it turns out that a horse's teeth does reveal its age. And based off of that, there are two idioms that sprung out of uh, that awareness, which are "Don't look a gift horse in the mouth." And so it's impolite to like see how good of a gift it really is. Exactly. Just accept it. Exactly. And then in private, check the teeth and be like, yo, that cheapskate gave yeah. me a 10 year old horse. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. Exactly. It's only a third of its life, Travis. Just be it's grateful. The best third, though. And then the other one is uh, uh, hear it from the horse's mouth, you know, and people are like, you know, that one. Like, yeah. It's the truth yeah. when it's from the horse's yeah. mouth, like because yeah. you'll see how old they are by looking at those molars. Yeah. Well, well, well let's move from equestrian to bovine, okay? <laughs> One of my all-time favorite idioms, absolute favorite, is uh, I'll tell you how the cow ate the cabbage. Are you familiar <laughs> with this one? No. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how the cow so, eats the cabbage, Travis. Well, it's it's pretty evident that it's obvious, right? It's like, you're just restating the obvious point that should already be known. But for country folk, of course, this is a source of great entertainment and pride when there's not much going on. You're just watching this, you know, cow munch down on this head of cabbage. You know, it, it is pretty entertaining. Outside, work its way in. Did it just rip the thing up from the roots? Yeah, that's, that was definitely one of my favorite. Like, there's more than one way for a cow to eat a cabbage. Is it like an mm. Oreo thing? Oh, God. The poor cats. We're the back poor to that. cats. Why are all the cats being tortured? Well, apparently someone bought Who this is cat skinning thinking cats? it was a pig and they're hungry. Oh. So they got to eat. 
So they're like, well, do I want to use way number one, way number two, or way number three to skin my cat? There's three I ways. T- yeah, I got tired of way number one. I'm kind of burnt out on that way. Yeah. I mean, technically, according to the wording of it, there only has to be two ways, right? There's more than one way to skin a cat. So yeah, it could just, could be, just be the two. Just extra way. Do you start at the meowing end or the or the tail what end? end. <laughs> or the tail end. Oh, poor kitties. I thought poor we were going kitties. by sounds. <laughs> Speaking of sounds. Oh, we have another one. Are you are you ready for more? I know I only told you five minutes. You might have been with us for longer than that. Uh, I'm, I'm game for this Indian <laughs> thing as long as you'll have me. Okay. Okay. Uh, we got another one. Uh, pulling, out, pulling out all the stops. You want to take a guess? Mm, pulling out all the stops. So maybe you used to have to um, like put the, what is it, a chalk or chuck under a wheel and it would prevent the wagon from rolling back, and, and you pull out all the stops to, to let hey, it go. Hey, that's, that's a, a good guess. Yeah, that's a really good theory. I like your creativity. You that's not it. Context, it's yeah, not it. incorrect, though. <laughs> See, I'm good at the I feel... <laughs> um, so actually, uh, when you're playing the organ, there are these stops. Remember the last time you played the organ? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there are apparently, like, stops in the organ that prevent all of the sound from coming out. And so when you pull out all the stops, then all the sound on the organ is let loose, and it's going to be the loudest that it possibly can be. So you're pulling out all the stops. I love that one. I do, too. That is a good one. Okay, since you like... Oh, go on. No, no, I was just going to say much better than than my uh, uh, theorized version. Well, you know. Yours was good, though. It was practical. You might be able to get this one. Kyle figured this one out. How about riding shotgun? Mm Mm-hmm. Back in your one or two horsepower buggy days. Yeah, yeah, two people cruising around, and and the one that's in the passenger seat gets the shotgun. Hell yeah, he does. Whatever. That's right. Yeah, they can shoot whatever. And now here we are, like eight and ten year olds. I call shotgun. (laughs) Give me that responsibility. You drive. (laughs) You drive. I'll shoot. Don't you worry about it. I'll keep us safe. I'll shoot. Wow, so, put on your seatbelt and take shotgun. So, do, you know, in doing your research, like, okay, the pig story, it, to me, that couldn't happen more than a couple of times. Like, especially if it becomes this, like, you know, turn a phrase kind of thing. Hey, like, right? Wouldn't they come on to the fact that it's happening? Like, people would wise up? Yeah, think? like, like take a peek in the bag. What's in there? Mm-hmm. I did yeah, find I mean, a lot if the that were. Scratches you. It's probably a cat. Yeah, is it yeah. squealing? <laughs> Why is my pig meowing? This... I'm. <laughs> it's such a this strange is an pig. Light pig. <laughs> um, a lot of them did say that they were like they're multiple. You know, so many had multiple theories. Um, and I kind of thought I could when I first started researching. I was like, I should fact check this and make sure. And then I'm like, No, I love this theory. We're yes, totally it's more fun to not fact check it. I think take it with a grain of salt. Oh, what's that one? Ooh, Look it up. Ooh, let's hear it. What do you? Okay, while she yet. looks it up, you um, give me your theory. Okay, taken with a grain of salt. Okay, I'm going to go back to, like, trading days. I'm going to go back to, like, if we're trading and you don't have the the money I need, maybe you could, like, trade out a grain of salt. And I'll... No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, this says that 
Don't believe exactly what someone says to be correct. Accept what they say, but don't take it seriously. A grain of salt is a very small piece of salt. So this idiom starts with the idea that most food tastes better with a little sprinkle of salt. Mm. Okay. Like maintain a degree of skepticism about the truth, but like that's not obviously that's what we know it to mean. No, I yeah. want a story. Like, what's about the origin Marco story? Polo getting spices and trading some salt and they thought it was super valuable or something yeah. or maybe it came from the first people that went to the himalayas and got the pink salt okay like, okay oh, okay valuable salts thanks and, to and wikipedia i can i can say that there's a hypothesis of this phrase's origin um regarding the discovery of a recipe for an antidote to a poison and in the antidote, one of the ingredients was a grain of salt, and threats involving the poison were thus to be taken with a grain of salt, therefore less seriously. Mm, I like it. Mm, yeah. So wow. one of the things that always draws me back to idioms is thinking to, like, my childhood and just hearing, like, adults say these things, and you just kind of make up the story, right? It's like, oh, no, it's because of the wagon and you pull the, the stops out or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't really question it mm-hmm. much. But one of the questions I had when we were talking about this the other day, it was like, you, you gotta be kind of a, a confident person to be the first one to like get one of these idioms out there. You gotta be like, Oh, well let's put it up the old flagpole and see if someone salutes it. <laughs> hey, you know? there you go. Good one. And, and you, you gotta like uh, you know really like own it. So yeah, and I mean it is just so interesting to think like okay for one of them that is a great example of what you're talking about. Uh, turn a blind eye. There's this admiral in the 1700s. He has one blind eye. He knows that his uh, seniority is giving. They're in war, and he knows his seniority is giving a signal across the field to stop the war, cease the fighting. So he doesn't want to cease. He's like, no, we're fighting this war. We're, we're on. So he looks through his telescope out of his blind eye and he turns to his comrade and he's like, yeah, you know, I've got a blind eye. I got to look through it. So I got to use it sometimes. And so he doesn't see the signal and they keep fighting. And so it's like it, it could be, you know, that you were just so awesome to have something like that named after, you know carry on but does it have to be that you're like so prideful in it or like yeah, it just was, happened did he come just... down off his like or the kid that was up there was so impressed he's like he turned his blind eye and he yeah. went and told the story around the world the rest of his life it's just told the so story. wild thinking how that stuff spreads it really is well and, and it, you know a lot of these have roots you know three four hundred years ago when i start thinking like okay what's contemporary idioms and you know we're we're so literal now it's mm-hmm. it's hard to really pinpoint that but i think that meme culture is taking the place of the idiom because it's kind of the same sort of thing where you're taking this thing out of context yep. and using it in a new clever sort of situation you're right yeah that's so, interesting I don't know. it is visual, interesting it's a visual idiom yeah. And then our culture is just going so fast these days that like what is pop culture? You know, idioms are like pop culture that have lasted 500 years and ours mm. pop culture these days is like so lucky if it lasts 20, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah. So there is one it, I really And if if I were to like pinpoint an individual like who's the the most successful idiom maker? We know. Uh, 
Who? Shakespeare. Oh, wow. What were you okay. going to say? Yeah, what were you going to say? Ooh. He's got like was, 20 or 40 thinking, of them. Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking that far back. I think you're probably right, but I'll say my person because I, I you know, personal hero, uh, Mark Twain. I figured oh. he would have that. Yeah, I bet. Also, um, cost an arm and a leg. Apparently in the 1800s, um, when you would have like your painting done of you, your portrait, the more limbs you had included in your portrait, the more costly it would be. (laughs) (laughs) So people would get like their head and like an arm faded out, you know? Nice, nice. (laughs) That portrait must have cost you an arm and two legs. (laughs) You'd want a refund on that hand because, man, hands are hard. They are hard. Yeah, especially the two of them that look similar. That's really tough. Yeah. Another one we really liked was uh, flying off the handle, and that was because of all the poorly made axes back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go watch out for that. For real. Well, thank you so much for your contribution today. You're a trooper. Yes, you have awesome thoughts and ideas. Might have to have you on again if you're up for it. Anytime. Hey, today is episode twenty, so that was fun. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Talk to you soon, Trav. We love you. Y'all have a good one. You You too. 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 Bye. Bye. That was great. That was so great. He's I'm so like, insightful. Just, I'm like, just five quick minutes. Just give me your time for five yeah, minutes, oops. 20 minutes later. Should have known. We should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> He's so easy to talk to. All right. So we'll jump right into it. Yeah. Our prompt idea today is to... We are going to uh, prompt you uh, with idioms. We're going to pull some random idioms out of our brain, and we're going to give you one at a time, and you can either use that actual line or you can use one word out of the idiom if you wanted to pull some words individually and not even use its meaning or use its meaning, whatever you want. Use this how you feel. Uh, The first one we are going to do is hard nut to crack. Okay, set a timer for three minutes and come back for the next idiom prompt. The second idiom we'll be using is whatever strikes your fancy. We just have to tell you, we've been, I Googled the last one and I handed Monica the phone and she's like, do I just, is it up there on the phone? I'm just going to pick the first one I see. I was like, yeah, just pick the very first one you see or whatever strikes your fancy. (laughs) So that's what it is. That one struck my fancy. <laughs> okay. You use them all the time. You just don't know. Yes. Idioms have infiltrated your language. Which, which, which. All right. And for our last idiom prompt, it's a piece of cake. Well, my story is weird. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's a first. I'll go ahead and jump right in. Remember, we're going to take it with a grain of salt. That sounds like a perfect plan. (laughs) Oh, so this is all the selection of tiles you have? She asked, unimpressed, as she gazed 20 rows high and 30 columns wide of perfectly folded bath towels in every color of the rainbow. I'd worked at Bath Bed and more for over two years, (laughs) and this lady was a hard nut to crack. Yes, ma'am, here at the store, we have more colors, brands, and levels of fuzziness in our online store. We can order them here for you free shipping if you like, whatever strikes your fancy. She looked at me like I had just told her to take a hike. Perhaps she didn't hear me. She started to get out her phone and check something. I wondered if this lady was just pulling my leg. 
Normally selling towels is a piece of cake, but not today. She showed me a picture on the screen of a rainbow-colored towel. All the colors. She said her daughter asked for one and she couldn't find it anywhere. I pointed her to the direction of our beach towels. They have their own aisle, of course. <laughs> the end. That was great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I threw some extra idioms in mine, too. I couldn't help it. It's hard not to after having them buzzing around. Yeah. I can't wait to hear which ones you chose. Okay. This is a hard nut to crack, Lizzie said as she pushed her glasses up her freckled nose. Old Tony looked down at the little girl and couldn't help but to feel bad for her as she stood on his front porch just as frustrated as when this whole mess started at the beginning of the summer. Who knew that buttons that when her cat buttons would go missing, she would have a mystery on her hands. Old Tony sighed and told Lizzie, I know you want to get to the bottom of this, Liz, but sometimes you've got to let old dogs lie. Lizzie looked deflated. Old Tony hated seeing the little girl sad and offered to take her out for some ice cream. You can get whatever flavor you want. Whatever strikes your fancy, he said. <clears throat> Lizzie at once turned red all around her ears and her eyes got round. Then she got extremely excited and exclaimed, Tony, it's a piece of cake. I know what happened to Buttons. She ran down to Mrs. Johnson, the old town baker's house. Mrs. Johnson was known in town to have a sister with an animal sanctuary in the city. Tony trailed behind Lizzie as she exclaimed, I can't believe I have not thought of it before. I've been barking up the wrong tree. When she got to Mrs. Johnson's house, she confronted her about Buttons going missing. And it turns out Mrs. Johnson must have taken Buttons on accident, not knowing. It looks like Buttons was safe after all. Wow. Thanks, old Tony. Yeah. <laughs> like how you called him old Tony. <laughs> I'm like, is this creepy? Is this guy creepy taking out little girls for ice cream? I was wondering what their relationship was. He's a friendly <laughs> neighbor. He's like, like the super Uncle friendly... Tony. Super friendly neighbor? Okay. He's I like, listen to a few too many true crime things to know that uh, it's not just a super friendly neighbor. Lizzie, what? watch your back. Yeah. It does seem harmless enough yeah. to help they were her good. find her yeah. creature. I'm just looking for buttons. No big yeah. deal. Buttons. Well, this was great. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Travis, for joining us today. Yes. And that was a fun phone call. Break we, out. Break yeah. out of our shell. Oh, there you go. We have so many more idioms to look up and discover. Yeah. We might just change this whole podcast yeah. about idioms. Yeah. We're actually going to just start a second podcast. Yes. Idiom here, idiom now. <laughs> well, anyway, if you enjoyed today's podcast and or wrote a story to share, please send it in to us at our email, katieandmoni at gmail.com. And, and also uh, rate us, review us. Like us on the social media pages. Yes, and share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye.